0: This program is made possible by the giving of the God-Called Partners of Renner Ministries. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner, and
1: today I'm coming to you again from the Renner Family Kitchen with my friend Andre Vasiliev, who is also the director of the International Good News Church, which is our online version of our church, that has about 200,000 participants. And today, Andre is going to make for you something that I love called PLOF. It's from Central Asia and all Russian-speaking people love it and their Renner family really loves it too. It is just so tasty. And you can go online to our website and download the recipe. But Andre, show us how to make plof.
2: Loaf is made in different countries of Central Asia. It contains a number of ingredients. It is cooked on celebration days and as an everyday dish as well. The core ingredients are always the same. Onion, carrot, meat, garlic, spices, vegetable oil and rice. Rice, of course, is the main ingredient of the dish. We start with preheating the vegetable oil. We put the cooking pot on a heat pour some oil and wait until it's well heated meanwhile we cut the meat cut the meat into small pieces about two centimeters in size the oil is ready we put the meat into the pot
1: fry the meat until it
2: is brown meanwhile we cut the onion The meat is ready, so we may put in the onion. The onion should also be well done. Now we cut the carrot. We cut it into small strips. Now the onion is well done. The carrot is ready, so we put the carrot into the pot and fry it for about 5 minutes. Then we mix it well. Add a good pinch of salt to the meat, carrot and onion. The carrot is almost ready. The next step is to add. Water. It is important that the broth takes the taste of all the ingredients, and then the rice will be added. So, how much water do we need? They say that plof is an equation in some unknown quantities. How much water and rice do we need? The rice shouldn't be too soft, but it should be ready. I know that this quantity of rice needs four glasses of water. We take water and add it, then we add spices. I have already prepared the garlic, add the whole bulb of garlic. The broth is to be cooked for 30 or 40 minutes. After 40 minutes, the broth is ready. Now the meat, onion, carrot, spices and garlic have given their taste to it. Now we add the rice, I have already rinsed it. When I put the rice, all the other ingredients should stay under the rice. So be sure to put the rice above everything.
1: Next, the
2: rice should draw up all the broth so we maximize the heat and wait until the broth is brought away 15 minutes have passed the broth has been either drawn up or brought away but it is not yet the time to mix everything up We gather all the rice to the center of the pot and give it about 15 or 30 minutes to be ready, depending on the sort of the rice. We minimize the heat and put the top on. Now let the rice become ready. 20 minutes later, the rice is ready. We have mixed it up. I wish the camera could let you feel the smell in the kitchen. The plough is ready. How beautiful. I'm sure you can make plov yourself and you can succeed doing it.
1: Well, there it is. That is ploof. And my friends, I cannot begin to tell you how wonderful it is. And if you want it to be extra spicy, you can even add some Tabasco to make it even more wonderful. But anyway, if you'd like to have the recipe for this, just go online and remember that we're teaching right now about what we need to have in our spiritual diets to be
0: strong. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust a message that will inspire strengthen and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the word of god here is rick hey friends this is rick renner how did you like the
1: introduction to today's program where andre vasili showed you how to make pluff pluff is one of my favorite foods in this part of the world in fact I would love to have a big bowl of plov right now. And it's really, really good when you put Tabasco on it because Tabasco spices it up. But if you'd like to have the recipe so that you can make plov yourself at home, just go to renner.org to the homepage and there you'll see a place where you can download Russian recipes which we're offering you this week. But hey, the program this week really is not about Russian food. It's about what you need in your spiritual diet. Just like the There are essentials that you need in your natural diet. There are essentials that you need in your spiritual diet if you want to stay spiritually healthy and spiritually strong. And we need to know what are these essentials. So I want you to order the whole series, which is called What You Need in Your Spiritual Diet. It's five parts, and it comes in multiple formats with a study guide so you can read everything while you're seeing it or hearing it. We've learned that if you read while you're listening or seeing, it really puts the information down deep inside you. And this week, we're also offering you our autobiography. Wow, it's pretty substantial. It's called Unlikely, and the reason we call it Unlikely is because our story really is an unlikely story. Denise and I grew up in two small Oklahoma towns, Never dreamed we'd go to the end of the world. We didn't even know if we'd ever make it to the state of Kansas. And here we are on the other side of the world doing what is totally unlikely for us. Us, our sons, our family. God is using us to touch this part of the world and you. Who would imagine? that from Moscow, which was one time the bastion of communism, the Word of God would be going forth to the ends of the earth. But I have to tell you, it's not all been easy. We've been through ups and downs through the years, and in a very unlikely way, we've walked in victory through everything, and you can too. And the reason we call this book Unlikely is because we want to encourage you, if you think you're the unlikely one, then you're the one that God is saying you... Hey, you, I want to use you because through you, God will really get the glory. And people who've read Unlikely have written to me and have said, Wow, that book energized our faith and made us realize if God can do it with Rick and Denise Renner, he can do it with me too. And that was the purpose of the book. So order yours today. You can order all these things by going online or by giving us a call. And please, when you reach out to us, let us know how to pray for you. We believe in prayer. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me, I'll hear you, I'll answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things. We'll pray with you in faith. God will hear us. God will answer us and God will show you great and mighty things. Say amen. But hey, today we're gonna see what is the next essential ingredient that you need in your spiritual diet to be spiritually strong. And so far we've seen number one, you need to spend time with God. That is the most essential element of all. Number two, you need to be quiet and you need to pray. And we've seen that sometimes being quiet is a challenge. You have to carve out time to be quiet, but you can do it. And when you get quiet, that's when God begins to speak to you and he strengthens you. And that's when you really begin to pray. Then we saw yesterday that you need to do something for someone else. That really is a very essential part of your spiritual diet. The worst thing you can do is just sit around and think about yourself all the time. get your mind off yourself. Begin to think about what you can do for someone else, who you can call to check on. When you begin to get your mind off yourself, you'll begin to feel better. Your gifts will begin to be developed. This is so essential for your spiritual diet. But today we're going to move on. Are you ready? Number four, you need to say no to some things. That's right. This is an essential part of your spiritual diet. There are certain things you shouldn't eat to be healthy. For example, if all you do is eat ice cream and key lime pie, you're going to end up fat and really in trouble. You know, it's okay to have a dessert from time to time, but you have to practice some self-control and say no to some things because if you just say yes to everything that's put on the plate, you're going to be in trouble. And it's the same way in life. And there's a wonderful verse about this in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, where Paul says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Listen to verse 12. And it teaches us to say no. We could just stop right there. The grace of God teaches us to say no to some things. What does it teach us to say no to? It teaches us to say no to ungodliness. Well, you know that's true. It teaches us to say no to worldly passions. We know that's true. And to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age Notice, we're to live self-controlled lives. And if you're just saying yes to everything that is presented to you, then you're not exercising self-control. There are some things you're supposed to say no to because you're not supposed to do them. And when you come to Psalm chapter 19, verses 12 and 13, David makes amazing statements. Listen to this. Who can understand his errors Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Now, what I'm about to describe is a secret fault. It's not a visible sin, but it's a secret fault that will really get you in trouble. He says, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. And then he says, whatever they are, let them not have dominion over me. So he's talking about a secret fault. Others may not be able to see it, but you are aware of it. It's a presumptuous sin. And if you commit it, it will end up having dominion over you. Essentially, a presumptuous sin is the sin of assuming you're to do something without praying and asking God about it first. And you may be one of those people that just doesn't have the ability to say no and you feel guilty if you say no. So you're driven to say yes to every single thing you're asked to do. And in the end, do you feel like, Life has gotten out of control. All of your presumptuous commitments have taken dominion over you. I understand because for years and years and years, I assumed that I was supposed to say yes to every need that was presented to me. Especially this was true when we first moved to the territory of the former Soviet Union. My friends, when we moved to this part of the world, this part of the world was in a mess. It was bankrupt, it was broken. Wow. There was no money. There was a deficit of goods and people saw me as an American and believed that I had a lot of money. Whether that was true or not, they assumed that it was true. And I knew that even though I didn't have a lot of money, I probably had more money than others had. And so when people came to me and said, could you please help me? I just couldn't bear to say no. So I would say yes. And that was in a moment when God was telling me to say yes to a lot of things to grow our ministry. But guess what? I couldn't do what God was telling me to do because I had said yes to so many things God had not told me to do. I committed to pay for this and this and this and this and this. And at the end of the day, I didn't even have money to pay the bills of our own ministry because I had wrongly assumed I was to pay for every need that was presented to me. And all of those presumptuous sins literally took dominion over me. And I had to bring a real adjustment into the way that I thought. And I had to learn to say no. And learning to say no is one of the most difficult lessons you'll ever learn. But it's essential for you to be spiritually strong. And not only that, in the earlier days of the ministry, another presumptuous sin was assuming that I had to be a part of everything. I was in every meeting. I was a part of every decision that was made. If I ended up not attending a meeting, I felt so guilty that I wasn't there. I wondered, what do people think? I'm not at work. I'm not in the meeting. I was driven by guilt of what people would think. And therefore I attended meetings. I didn't need to be in. I was involved in decisions that Other people could have decided. And all of these presumptuous ways of thinking literally took dominion over me and eventually nearly broke my health. And I had to learn to say no to those things as well and release other people to do what they were better at doing than I was. By saying yes to everything and trying to make a decision about everything that was happening, I was robbing people of the opportunity what God had called them to do. When you say yes to everything, you really rob others that are supposed to be doing what you're not supposed to be doing. Say amen. I'm telling you, friends, this is a hard lesson, but it's one that will set you free. And I had to learn to let go. And I also learned a lesson. Here was the lesson. If I have to put my hands on everything, then whatever I'm growing is not going to grow very far because my arms only reach so far. If I have to touch everything, then it's only going to grow as far as I can reach. But God has brought other people with capable hands. And you can touch them, and they can touch others, and they can touch others. You need to let other people do what they're called to do. So I want to ask you, who has God called to help you so that you don't have to do everything? There are some things you need to learn to say no to. Also about finances, don't feel obligated to say yes to every need that is presented to you. Now, if the Lord speaks to you and says, yes, you are to do this, then of course you are to do it. But before you say yes to every project that is presented to you, first pray and say, Lord, is this a task for me? Or is this an assignment that you have for someone else? Because you don't want to take somebody else's blessing. You do what God tells you to say yes to, but don't commit to what God tells you to say no to. Be God-led in whom you help. Mm. Now, there's something very else, something very else, very important that I want to talk to you about. Listen to this. What I'm about to tell you is a principle that is simply the truth. Listen. The truth is 85% of what you do, someone else can do. <clears throat> That would really inflate your pride, but it's the truth. 85% of what you do, someone else can do. Hold on. We're not done yet. 10% of what you do, someone else can be trained to do. 5% of what you do, only you can do. That means that 5% is your most important part. But most people can't do their 5% because they've committed to do the 85% somebody else could be doing or the 10% that somebody else could be trained to do. And because they're giving themselves to 95% of things that other people should be doing, they can't get around to the 5% that only they can do. Wow. They should have said yes to many things, And they should have said no to many things. And I've learned over the years, because I had a health crisis, because I said yes to so many things, to back off and to really focus on my 5%. Guess what? My 5% is really important. It's important. It's the 5% that nobody else can do but me. If I don't do my 5%, it's going to mess everybody else up. But if I do my 5% and do it well, it's going to empower everybody else. And there's 85% of what's being done that somebody else can do, 10% that somebody else can be trained to do. And my friends, I want to tell you, don't say yes to things you should be saying no to. You need to back up and say, wait, okay, I understand that this needs to be done, but is this something somebody else should do? Or does this fit into my 5%? Let's use the ministry as an example. I sit in this chair, I teach you. Right now, there's nobody else in this ministry that can sit in this chair and do what I'm doing. I exegete from the Greek New Testament. I have editors, I have people who help me in many ways, but I'm the only one in this ministry that exegetes from the Greek New Testament. I'm the only one in this ministry who has the ears to hear the direction from the Lord for this ministry. That's part of my 5%. There's 5% that I'm supposed to really shine in. That if I'm doing the 85% somebody else can do or the 10% that somebody else should be trained to do and don't get around to my 5%, guess what? It will affect the whole ministry and we as a ministry will never go and never grow as God intended. It just messes up everything when you say yes to what you're supposed to be saying no to. And it may sound very basic, but learning to say no to some things really will liberate you. It will totally set you free. And again, I've learned that I can do my part and nobody else can do my part. And when I focus on my part, it liberates others to do their parts and everybody flourishes because everybody's where they're supposed to be and doing what they're supposed to do. I don't want to steal what other people are supposed to be doing. I've also learned I have to say no to some of my ideas. I'm an idea guy, I wake up every day with almost a new idea. I'm a fountain of ideas. And I had to come to grips with me That all of my ideas are not God sent. Some of them are just my ideas. Sometimes I have to say no to my own ideas. I have to discern which ones are from the Lord and which ones are just my own. And one thing that helps me is the men that God has set in my life who help to oversee me. They talk to me about my ideas. They talk to me about my assignments. They talk to me about the projects I want to begin. And they help me to discern whether these are really God given or whether they're just my own it's very important that you have people who help keep you in balance. But my friends, don't get into the business of presumptuous sins, just presuming you're to do everything because in the end, you'll lose control of everything. But so far, we've seen number one, you need to spend time with God. Number two, you need to be quiet and pray. Number three, you need to do something for someone else. And today, number four, we've seen there are some things you need to say no to in your life. And tomorrow we're going to see the fifth essential element that you need in your spiritual diet, which is you need to stir up the seed of God that is inside you. You have divine potential in you, but you have to stir it up. And tomorrow we're going to talk about how to do that. And it's going to really be good. But I'll be back in just a moment and I wanna pray
0: for you. Learning to eat correctly can make all the difference in the quality of a person's life. Eat wrong and you'll be too skinny or too fat and unhealthy. Eat right and you'll be healthy and strong. The same is true spiritually. But do you know the essentials you need in your spiritual diet, so you'll be in good spiritual condition and be able to run a long and productive race in your life? In this simple and practical five-part series, what you need in your spiritual diet, Rick covers five essential ingredients you need in order to be spiritually healthy and strong. Rick will show you how to spend time with God. Be quiet and pray. Do something for someone else. Say no to some things. Stir up the gift of God inside you. This series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. We're also offering Unlikely, Rick and Denise's life story of how God chose their unlikely family to be used in a spectacular way in a foreign land. Rick says God enjoys using those whom the world would never choose. If you feel unlikely to be used for God's purposes, I believe this book will thrill your heart and help you stay the course. This history-filled autobiography, Unlikely, can be yours for just $25. And be sure to go to renner.org to download the free recipes for the tasty dishes that are prepared on this program. Don't miss these special offers, the series What You Need in Your Spiritual Diet, the book Unlikely, and free recipes. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
1: Hey friends this is rick renner and today i want to give you a report about what's happening in the construction of our new studio Work still continues. It's taken a little bit longer than we anticipated because of all the sanctions that have stopped materials from coming to Russia, but we're doing it step by step. And today they're installing the fireplace, which is going to be the centerpiece of this big room where we're going to be filming programs. But in addition to this, there's going to be another set over here and another set over there. So many angles and opportunities to film teaching that people can trust in this room. But of course, this is just one room. But I have to tell you, I'm pretty excited about this room. To think, the TV programs with the Word of God are going to be filmed right here. And when I look around this room, you can see this electrical grid that's gonna hold all the lights. It's on electrical pulleys, so it goes up, it goes down. It's just going to have everything we need to film the teaching of the Word of God. But hey, there's more than this. Let me show you. Well, I know you can't tell from what it looks like right now, but this really is going to be one of the smaller studios. And this is going to be Denise's studio because Denise is reaching women everywhere with her programming. And right from this spot, Denise is going to be sending her teaching to women all over the world. But hey, there's another set in addition to this one. This is our third studio in this new building. You may say, why do you need three studios? Because We're filming a lot of programs. Right now, we can only film one program at a time. We have to set it up, take it down, but this will enable us to do multiple things at one time. But on both floors of this building, there are multiple offices. In fact, there are 18 offices. And in all of these offices, people are going to be doing editing, writing, producing programs, working with our network, It is amazing the activity that's going to take place in this building. And it's not about buildings, it's about people. People need the teaching of the Word of God. But it's your generous gifts that have helped us to build this and we will complete it. But right now we're in phase three of our ministry, which is paying off our Tulsa ministry headquarters. We wanna pay it off because the moment it's paid off, all of those funds will be released for us to broadcast the teaching of the Word of God around the world. And that's really our goal, to get the gospel and to teach people the Bible all over the world. They're just crying out for it, and they're waiting for that signal to come with the answer that they've been seeking. So please help us as we finish phase three to pay off the Tulsa facility. Well, today we've covered a lot of material, and we've seen the grace of God will teach us to say no. We need to practice self-restraint And say no to the things we're not supposed to be doing. And if you'll say no to all of those things, it will free your schedule so you can focus on the 5% of what you are supposed to be doing. This really is an essential ingredient that you need in your spiritual diet. And that's what we've been discussing this week. What you need in your spiritual diet. I want you to order the entire series. It's five parts. It comes in all kinds of formats My friends, it will just set you free and help you really to become spiritually strong. And it comes with a great study guide. And we're also offering you our autobiography, which is called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. And this week, just for fun, we're offering you Russian recipes on the homepage Of Rick Renner Ministries. Just go to renner.org and right on the homepage, you'll see a place where you can download all these wonderful recipes that we've been showing you in the introductions to the programs this week. But hey, you can order all these things by going online or by giving us a call And please, when you reach out to us, let us know how to pray for you. We really want to pray for you. Our partner care ministry is a place where miracles happen every day. And we believe a miracle is waiting for you. So call us or send us an email and we'll pray with you. But Father, right now in the name of Jesus, if your grace has appeared to teach us to say no, then help us to say no to the things we're supposed to say no to so we can say yes to the things that you have waiting for us. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow, but remember Ecclesiastes 8:4,
0: where the word of a king is, there's power. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.